0: Hello and welcome to The Behaviour Project, a podcast where we explore ideas to help you make better choices and decisions at work. I'm your host, Shyam Sadasivan, a behaviour science geek and a passionate curator of stories from people doing what they love. In this podcast, I talk about shifts in human behaviour, bring in learnings from leading academic research and offer you practical actions you may consider for yourself. For more information or to get in touch with us, please visit thebehaviorproject.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Behaviour Project. This is Shyam Sadasivan and I'm really happy to have Rudra Mukund uh, join us in today's uh, episode. Uh, Rudra is Co-Founder and CEO at uh, Outwe Sports LLP. He is uh, an MBA in Sports Management and he's also a mindset coach he works towards helping people understand their unique endowments and helps them overcome various problems. He believes that 90% of our problems occur because of having the wrong mindset and he's looking to change that for every individual he works with. He's done an MBA in sports management and he's very experienced in organizing events from scratch and managing overall operations. He's uh, skilled in communication, sports marketing, events and operations management and I got uh, talking to rudra about his work and i was really excited about calling him in and asking him about his experience as a uh, sportsman as an entrepreneur as a coach and uh, rudra i'm really happy you could make it and join me today
1: hi hi Sham. thank you thank you for an excellent introduction looking forward
0: great so you know rudra when we uh, spoke about uh, your work earlier one of my First questions uh, that comes to my mind uh, is how can someone go into entrepreneurship so early? I think you even started that during your college days. And I have, you know, worked for kind of nearly two decades. And the thought of going solo and doing entrepreneurship still terrifies me. So, uh, you know, I'd like to start by asking you, how, how did you get into entrepreneurship so early?
1: You know, Sham. honestly speaking, uh, I feel it has a lot to do with the generation that I am in. Uh, We are open to taking a lot of risks. You know, we dream dream big. Uh, Growing up, uh, whenever I have attended uh, various conferences and guest lectures, I've always seen a lot of CEOs speak. And, uh, you know, I've always, when I look at them speak and hear them speak, I always feel, uh, you know, I can be there. And, uh, you know, never has there ever come a time when I felt I am inexperienced, I need a lot of experience in order to be there. Because each time I hear, hear them speak, the first thing that comes to my mind is, if they can be there at that age, I think I can be there too. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of confidence and belief that is involved. You know, one must always understand their capabilities and the reality in front of them. And that is something, uh, you know, I always say to everybody. Because my journey could be very different from somebody else at 25. What, you know, probably the comforts I have could be different from somebody else. So it's very, very important for a person to understand what lies in front of them and the reality. You know, I assessed the situation in front of me. I saw what I have. I looked at the kind of risks, you know, I can possibly take. And, uh, you know, that's what made me uh, believe that I can do it. And, uh, You know, I've always uh, enjoyed doing a lot of things for myself. So when I say that, you know, the, the funda that I use has always been, if I can do it for myself and build my career, why should I, you know, give my skill to somebody else? So that's something, uh, you know, that has always motivated me to go and take a path uh, in, in entrepreneurship.
0: Right, right. I mean, you've really grabbed me with that last phrase, you know, why should I give my skill to someone else? Because if you go back to, you know, when I was your age and looking to start a career, it was largely about our role models being people who are working in larger organizations and being part of something. The, the stamp of uh, success was joining a, a well-established, secure you know, well-running organization. And I think what you have said is your role models are probably very different. I'd like to ask you a contrast to kind of my role models uh, when I started my career, who were all about being part of corporations and running uh, things in corporations, uh, having steady, secure jobs. Would it be right to say that kind of your role models have been largely people who have created something themselves?
1: Yes, you know, it varies. So, if, if you ask me per se, my role model, I, I've based a lot of things uh, on my father and I, I've seen the way he's grown a, as an individual. And uh, what does your father do, Rudra? My father is a chartered accountant. You know, he is a part of an organization called Matrix Business Service India Private Limited. So it's an audit and assurance company uh, and also has a division in employee background verification. So he he's been a part of the of uh, the organization for over fifteen years now. So he he has always uh, he's he's always pushed me to believe that if if you know what you want to do, and if you feel that you know you can you know go ahead doing it, there is no reason uh, for anybody to stop you. So you know he's all I've always uh, I've had the privilege, and that's why if you heard me uh, a couple of minutes back also. I said that you must always know the truth in front of you right, I have always right. had the privilege of probably talking to my father about business from the from my teenage days itself you know when I was 14-15 itself we used to have various conversations over a lot of business ideas and how do you go about business so that thought process came from a very young age you know so for me even though I've just started it feels like I've been in the field for for the last 10 years only because of conversations i've had with him
0: the, the the path to becoming an entrepreneur i think has been that of uh, you know d- introspection discovery dialogue and that is uh would it be right to say then that the kind of risk-taking capability i mean do you see risk-taking as something that's kind of natural to what you do i mean does it worry you does it
1: scare you because it scares me a lot by the way it would be a lie to say it doesn't scare me it surely see end of the day the, the meaning of a risk is uh, you know an, you're you're getting into something and into an unforeseen situation so there is a, lit, a small element of fear i wouldn't lie but the the will to do it is much higher if if i have to compare it uh, to various uh, generations i feel that you know our dreams are really big and i and i i would like to put that out uh, to a lot of people saying there is no harm in dreaming big, and my uh, my philosophy in life is always to just visualize and and see whatever you want. You know, I do not believe in sharing my dreams with people. For me, it's all about thinking of what I can do. I visualize the best of things. Sometimes people will wonder, is he actually visualizing too much? And that's precisely why I say you should never share these things with people because nobody knows what you want to achieve so every day you know i get up i visualize that i have a lot of things i've done a lot i've grown a lot in life so so that's worked for me very well i i dream big and 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 i i see that as as a big plus point uh, mm-hmm. you know in 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 the way i go about things
0: and what do you mean by uh, saying you don't share it with people i didn't i i'd so, like to know more about that
1: so what happens uh, Personally, this is a personal opinion. I personally feel that what happens when you share, you know, what you're thinking with a lot of people, you get a lot of opinions. And when you get a lot of opinions that probably holds you back from you, then there comes a time when you, you probably feel, is it something I can achieve? You know, just, just to give you an example, I may say by, by the age of 28, I want to have a company with a hundred crores turnover. If I say that to someone at a very naive stage in my career, you may have a lot of opinions that come in that say you should, uh, you know, think uh, logically, think practically, don't rush into things. You know, so it, it kind of stops you from thinking really big. And, you know, there's no harm in thinking big because you have nothing to lose at all. You know, if, if, you're, if you're thinking big, uh, it, it works in your favor most of the time. And, uh, you know, so that, that was my uh, meaning of, of what I was saying
0: right right so tell us more about this uh, grand vision you have I- i'd love to know more what is it that you are dreaming about
1: i i just i just want to you know do a lot of things you know a lot of uh, things in sports excite me i want to motivate people a lot in life i i want to be a person who, who has inspired many people with what they do i want to make them achieve a lot of things in life you know i i, I genuinely feel that most of the people in this world are really scared of taking certain steps in life. And I always believe that you have one life to live and life is too short. So it's really important for everybody to realize that you must explore as much as you can if, if it's possible. So, you know, I want to have a, a, have a big impact on people's lives. I, I am very keen on uh, making a big name in the sports industry because uh, that's something I'm really passionate passionate about when it comes to communication and public speaking. These are things that, you know, uh, people don't give a lot of importance to. So, you know, I, I want to create a culture where, uh, you know, people are more open to talk about a lot of things. I have, I have found out that, I've just recently found out actually that public speaking is something that can take you places, but most of the people fear public speaking and that's not really taught uh, as we were, I mean, was not taught to us as we were growing. You know, we we, we taught mathematics, science, social studies, everything, but nobody has taught us uh, the art of public speaking. And uh, today, uh, at the age of twenty-five, I feel there is nothing more important than you know, having the ability to communicate a certain point to an audience. So, you know, I want to I want to help people with all of this. Uh, besides, uh, you know, my super passion to in into sports.
0: I'm going to ask you a bit more about both of these things, public speaking uh, as well as sports. Uh, but I want to start with sports, actually, because you've mentioned it a couple of times. And I'd love to know, where did it all start from? I mean, you clearly have a huge amount of passion for entrepreneurship, public speaking and sport. I'd like to ask what sport actually, where, where does that come from? What, what's kind of the driving uh, force there?
1: To be very honest with you, uh, growing up, the only thing I could relate to in life was sport. You know, uh, there was nothing else I could think of i used to i used to play cricket so i used to literally eat and sleep only sport for me it was waking up in the morning going and playing talking sports to friends i've grown up in a family that is that that where you have sports lovers in the family so you know i've always been surrounded in a circle filled with sports fanatics and all of that so it automatically came to me Two years back is when I was I was actually in, I'd say in the year 2018, if I'm not wrong, I was figuring out various options in life. I was you know trying to see what I can actually do something different. I did not want to go uh, in the in the mainstream line of doing an MBA. I said, at the end of the day, when I have only one life to live. What is it that I can do that actually makes me happy? You know, I will. I if I want to go to work, I want to feel like I am, you know, enjoying my work rather than being forced into something. And as I told you, I I had the comfort to make such decisions. So that's when I decided. You know, I I saw I was scrolling down the internet and I saw there's there's uh, symbiosis School of Sports Sciences where you have an MBA program. And when I saw the symbiosis tag itself, I said, "Oh wow! An institute like Symbiosis has an MBA program in India. What better?" So that's when I got into the depth of it, tried to understand what uh, the course has to offer, and uh, it was very exciting. And uh, one year into the course, I can tell you that there's there's no better feeling of uh, following your passion and uh, you know going about uh, about your business. So you know, I'm I'm. Per- I'm presently in my second year of my MBA in uh, in sports management, and there's uh, there's there's literally no better feeling because uh, you know you're doing what you want to do. It, it makes you very happy to do what you're doing.
0: Uh, f- firstly, I'm like absolutely delighted to hear you um, speak so highly of of this program and how it's so close to your passion. But I'm also filled with curiosity. What does this program do? I mean, what is an MBA in sports management? What are you learning and what will you do with these skills?
1: See, it is, is, uh, you know, it is just uh, another version of understanding the sports industry in India. See, the industry in India is very naive at the moment. You know, it's a very small industry. The advantage with sport is it unites everybody. You know, you can be from very uh, different country, different walks of life. Everybody comes together and, uh, you know, it, it 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 brings the whole world together. So, it uh, teaches us uh, aspects of sports management, athlete management, talent management, how do you manage certain athletes and how do you, uh, you know, how do you market uh, a sports product? How do you organize events? They do this and they also, you know, teach us uh, the general MBA skills that are required if you're if you're uh, doing an MBA program. So, it covers both angles, which is what stands out about this course. In, in the beginning, it teaches you you know, everything, your financial accounting, your marketing, your economic, everything. And then after that, it brings your sports development, infrastructure, marketing, mental conditioning, and uh, as such, and these aspects. So it, it gives you an overall picture of uh, how you go about your life after you do an MBA. And, uh, you know, it teaches you how, what is required and the skill set that is required uh, to be in this particular industry. So so I,
0: I am not very um, aware of how, how the industry works. So in terms of real kind of work or a job or a role uh, that you would play, what kind of roles or, or jobs would you take up after this program?
1: The real picture of the industry is that there's a lot of hard work that you have to put in in the first two years. Uh, it doesn't come very easy more because as I told you, the industry is very small at the moment. So there are a lot of startups in the industry you know even even the biggest organization in this particular industry could it wouldn't be as big as uh, you know an organization in another industry so it's very important for us to understand that you get a lot of business development roles more because every business is looking to develop you know mm-hmm. everyone wants to uh, you know try and grow their business so you get a, ro- a lot of roles in in uh, In that side of it, you get a lot of roles in digital marketing because sports uh, has a lot to do with digital marketing. So you know you work with various franchises and uh, handle you know their social media and you know post Uh that three to four years into the industry is when you can probably look at getting into athlete management and all of that. But at the moment, uh, you know you can you can get into operations of uh, various events like the IPL and the pro Kabaddi league or your tennis tournament. So you get a lot of uh, marketing and operations related work in the beginning of your career.
0: You've uh, taught me more in the last uh, two minutes about the sports industry in India than I have learned <laughs> over the last few years. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Rudra. It sounds, it sounds fascinating in, in two ways for me, really. One is, of course, that you are moving towards um, work that you will really enjoy and the second is you seem to be in a in an industry that is just about kind of shaping up so there's an opportunity to create something something new and something exciting it, it, would that be a right capture
1: absolutely you are on point you are just proving that you actually understood how the industry works but no on a serious note yes because uh, this is the industry at the moment is in in the same situation as uh, the IT industry was when it was uh, you know just beginning because, uh, you know, looking at, you know, the current situation in, our, in the world and how things are panning out, you clearly see that, you know, one thing that can bring everybody together, whether, you know, you believe in different things or you do various things in life, your caste, your color, everything, it just brings everyone together. And uh, there's nothing more powerful than sport. It's It's the best entertainment factor that people have it's a very relaxation uh, it's people use it in in that form so there are a lot of advantages that come with it so you know it it is something that is going to boom uh, in the next three to four years for sure and uh, there will be a lot of people who are going to look at plenty of opportunities in this industry also because you know in the general industry the you know there are people who probably feel that you know the times ahead probably the next one year you are going to see a, a lot more of uh, job cuts layoffs mm-hmm. and things like that so what happens is as soon as say for example somebody at the age of 50 51 has been working for the last 25 30 years he he pro- if he loses a job for a certain reason then the first thing that you think of is what you, what were you really passionate about doing and uh, you know a lot of times people relate that to sport and you know they say why not uh, you know do something and uh, build the industry because uh, you know there's a lot to do in, this, in the in the industry and when you have people of that kind of experience that come into the industry you automatically know that the industry is going to develop so i personally feel that uh, you know uh, the industry is going to see a solid boom in 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 the next 3 to 4 years
0: i sure hope so i sure hope so i'd love to see that happen in india uh, that would be something that would be really really interesting to see Absolutely. so you have given us uh, you've given us your energy and passion coming through on your uh, entrepreneurial uh, kind of ambition then your kind of sector in market interest in sport but you also mentioned public speaking which i want to go back to and i intentionally postponed it a bit because i wanted to give our listeners Kind of fifteen minutes of you speaking because you have such energy and depth in what you're saying, and I am still fascinated by the way that you're a millennial and you're giving me such nuggets already. So I, I can I have high hopes for our country, uh, not just sports, but but for our country in where we are going. So public speaking, right? So let's come back to that. Tell me a bit more about why you feel that's a that's a necessary skill moving forward. Clearly, you have great ability in being able to express yourself and. I completely agree that it would be great to see more people being able to do that. I'd like to know from you where you see this uh, being such a critical part of uh, our future.
1: So you know, as I got into uh, pursuing my MBA, and I and I saw various people from various colleges. What I saw is everybody knows how to. Most of the people at least know how to study and get marks if required. It, I mean, people know that if you put in certain amount of effort you will get the marks uh, that are required in order for you to get into any university or college and all of that. But what people are forgetting to understand is that if you have the ability to communicate a certain point to an audience, that is the best way of making an impact, you know, in in front of a lot of people and making them understand a lot of things. What happens, I, I do a lot of research and, you know, what I understood is that in organizations also there are a lot of people who are absolutely fantastic in making powerpoint presentations but they lose the credit only because they are they are scared of probably presenting it in front of you know say the directors or the board so what happens is only because of your fear of speaking you are losing out on a lot of opportunities in life because people are very busy in today's world and if you are if you are not going to speak up and if you and if people cannot see you uh, or hear you then uh, you know you people are just too busy you have to get this gain the skill of knowing how to speak in public and uh, that helps you and takes you a long way because i've realized that everybody is very good with the knowledge they have but they are very very scared to you know portray that in public only because they are they fear being judged which actually is not the case because there are a lot of people who are scared and and only because of if you are going to get scared of uh, you know putting your opinions forward then uh, you know it it holds you back from achieving a lot of things and that's something I want to change more because I've noticed that you know in the schools and and uh, colleges in India there is not a lot of priority that is given to communication and uh, public speaking you know we always tell our uh, we always tell the kids to concentrate math, science, math, science, but that that's not the way you have to learn. When, when I talk about communication and public speaking, I do not expect you to be the best in grammar or your vocabulary. You need to really know the, the full Oxford dictionary for your vocabulary. No, you just need to know how to communicate a certain point in any language possible. But it's very important for uh, languages to be given a lot of priority because uh, you know even if uh, you lack a certain level of skill, your language can surely take you forward is what I've understood.
0: Very interesting Rudra. And in your experience in your work then uh, the people you have seen improve right give us give us one tip today on how to get better what what would be your one tip be to make us better public speakers?
1: So you just you just have to first tell yourself you have to ask yourself, why you are doing something that you're doing, and you have to realize that there is no, there are not many people who are literally going to judge you. What happens is, if, for example, if you're going to speak to an audience of ten people, you need to understand always in life, you have to you have to tell yourself this always, I will be okay with people saying what they want to say. because if you expect the world to stop talking, then that's never going to happen you will be judged for a lot of things that you do in life. The point is, you have to do what makes you happy. So automatically, when you remove the fear of being judged by an individual in front of you, you're 50% done with the job. You need to realize that out of 10, if 8 people can understand what I'm trying to say and 8 people will, then there is no reason to think of the 2 people who are actually going to judge me because that is going to happen regardless because people always feel that they can they can be better off in certain things in life in comparison to the person who is speaking so you must accept that accept the fact gracefully you know you need to understand that it is completely okay for people to say what they want to say and things like that so that's the first step besides that there is a lot of practice you know you need to start just talking to yourself you know the best thing is to just keep talking to yourself and you know, what I personally... Do. You mean
0: allowed? Talking to yourself aloud or...
1: Allowed. You know, what I... Uh, this is this is something that I practice, you know, in the night. I just sit on my recliner and I just keep talking to myself on a topic that comes to me in my head. It does not have to be a pre-planned topic or anything. It just has to be a random topic in, that comes to my head. I just see if I can make 20 sentences out of that topic. That's all. And the best part of doing that is is you, you do not have anybody seeing you there is nobody judging you but yourself. And I always feel the biggest problem is that we judge ourselves. You know, we actually, there are lot, not a lot of people who actually sit and judge us. It is us who feel that we are not, you know, we are scared and we are not uh, capable enough of doing it. So that's what happens. We, we, we feel, we, we get scared and we feel that the sense of fear. That's only because we are constantly judging ourselves. Just with an open mind, pick a topic and just keep talking about it. Just for example, if a year if I have earphones in front of me, try to make 10, 10 sentences on talking about earphones, and automatically you'll see that you, you know, you're able to communicate in a but you're able to make sentences and things like that. Course, that you can always, uh, you know, understand that there will be certain topics that you will love to talk about, so you need to know what is. If that makes you want to talk about something, you will be passionate about something that nobody needs to even give you an introduction and you will just start talking. So then you have to you have to figure out what that is for you. And once you figure all of that out, you will automatically know that you can start speaking. You know, there's no point of thinking about topics you can't talk about. Now, somebody like me, I love talking. But if you're going to uh, put me in front of scientists and ask me to talk to them, I may not even know what to talk. So it's important for us to know our audience. It's important for us to know what are the advantages. I mean, what do we know about what we are talking? So it's always important to be uh, very clear about the topic uh, that we are uh, wanting to talk about. And it's, it's a process which uh, you can, you can, you know, grow in uh, with time.
0: What a, what a fantastic piece of advice. I'm going to actually take your advice on this stringing 10 sentences together and use it with my children. You've actually given me some parenting advice today, Rundra, yeah. because I'm going to take this back to my son right now this evening and say, you know, give him a random object and see if he puts 10 sentences together. Because I think that could be a good exercise for kids as well. That would Absolutely. be a fantastic way of getting them to open up you you've filled our conversation with a lot of snippets nuggets and i love the last one you've given us about getting over our fears of being judged and just on a personal note uh, i've also started you know getting myself a social media presence uh, doing a podcast talking to people getting my word out there and i can totally attest to to that fear personally of saying if i go up and put my thoughts up there in front of Pretty much the entire world because social media has changed the way we work, right? When I grew up, you used to say things in front of a few people in a room. And now when you say something, and I've seen your uh, short videos on LinkedIn and other uh, social media outlets, platforms, where, you know, when you're putting it, you already know that millions of people, you know, are, it is possible for millions of people to see it. And uh, that's a mindset that is completely alien to me. And I have learned a lot from what you do and other social media, you know, folk who uh, represent their opinion, there. do. So thank you for uh, for sharing that. Uh, and again, not just for me, but for my parenting skills as well. So that's a fantastic, uh, fantastic little little nugget there. I think we are coming up to the end of our time together but I had kind of one um, uh, last question to you. You have uh, as I said just a little bit earlier filled me with a lot of hope for the future, the energy, the passion, the ideas around uh, getting over fear, you know, trying new things, uh, trying to be happy with what you do. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you was you 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 have a really positive, optimistic, you know, approach to things. You you, you come across very strongly like that. I wonder what is what are the things that you uh, you you're finding hard or challenging or or to you know pose the question a little differently
1: if you could have anything
0: you could have to uh, make your business make your work
1: uh, even better w- what would that be to be very honest with you it it's it's just one word and i feel uh, patience everything is available uh, you know in front of all of us but one thing that i personally feel uh, lacks in me and a lot of people around is patience we want things really fast and even though we know we are a little impatient with a lot of things we are continuing to uh you know go ahead with it which which i would like to change you know patience is something that is very important if you talk to the to the best of businessmen uh you know who've done really well in life and if you talk to anybody who's who's had the experience of work or anything else you know they tell you that most important thing in life is patience it's very hard to practice uh, to be very honest i wouldn't want to lie it is something that i also lack and and i'm working on it and if there is something i would like to change about uh myself it, it is just that uh, that will to know that you know with time there will be a lot of things that you can work on so so in short patience
0: on that note rudra thank you so much and i wish that you uh, find the way to develop patience that you need because i know that uh, even if the uh, journey you're on is is long difficult challenging i know with the with the energy and the passion you're bringing to what you're doing uh, it's going to be a fantastic outcome I, I wish you the very best
1: absolute pleasure it was uh, it was really nice uh, talking to you and uh, you know it's been very exciting great conversation you are also an inspiration to a lot of us and uh, you know, I enjoy what you are doing and uh, look forward to continuing talking to you on a lot of various topics. And uh, thank, thanks for having me.
0: Thank you, Rudra. Let's uh, catch up again soon. Bye-bye.